0: Good.
1: So we'll have some time for to ask questions as we go forward, but that's my turn. So, so I like your Name again? Yoga Maya. Yoga Maya. Okay. So you came from where?
0: I came from Peru. I'm very
1: Okay. Okay. okay, so you came from Sweden. the mission. Come do so we have um, a copy of Today we'll gather to uh, discuss the occasion uh, of the, commemorate the passing of Bakasadhan Sarstataka from the world. We're fortunate to uh, himself and get in touch with him through two of his uh very prominent disciples. Um, and, as you know, carried out his, his, his ambition for a world campaign, disseminating the uh, vendic of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and who uh, very close to Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and in that regard, wrote a beautiful poem or song, one among many, glorification of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And um it's a, it's a song that, uh, Uh, broke broke at one time asked that it would be sung in all of his temples every day uh, for different reasons that didn't happen um, nothing of any consequence but um, it is nonetheless sung in, in, in most of the uh, uh, institutions that flowed from uh, this talk through his uh, immediate disciples, and um, it's uh, endearing to us because uh, it illustrates how, or to what extent it was considered or agreed upon by the disciples of Bhakti Siddhartha Siddhartha, that was able to capture him in, in poetry. So, uh, again, they institute singing it in, in all of their their temples, and in some of the temples, in some holy places, some uh, verses from the poem have been engraved in stone, and and uh, placed in a um way that visitors will take take notice, so we're gonna sing it some some discussion now, I don't know do we have maybe we don't have enough of sheets for everybody to sing, so I think what I'll do is I'll sing the three lines. And then I'll sing the fourth line, and then we, you know, can all respond with the fourth line. Pranamani set up for the Prana. And Save okay,
0: giant. <laughs> <laughs>
1: from North America back to India. He was hosted at Pujipachita Marsh in Sri Chitana Saraswant places, mm-hmm. And uh, on the occasion I believe of the celebration of the the uh, birthday or the appearance of Pujipachita Marsh, they were attending there. And in the midst of the devotees standing out was Krishnadas Babaji Maharaj, a God Brother Prabhupada's Prabhupada. who was famous for his kirtan, and he was singing the song, which Prabhupada was confusing. But my Guru Maharaj's disciples, you know, hadn't heard, and at the uh, end of the song, he began to chant, "Jai Prabhupada, Jai Prabhupada,", jai Prabhupada as we have just done, and. The disciples of, uh, my rumors hadn't heard that before either. So it wasn't a custom at that time to sing Jai Prabhupada, apparently in his And, um, so they asked Prabhupada if they could do that in glorification of him, whom they also affectionately and with reverence referred to as Prabhupada and he gives permission. So Jai Prabhupada began there if you will, as, it, as it's known now around the world. Something that we're thinking about and considering. And um, along those lines, I remember another um, and worth repeating, the prophet arrived at one time in his uh, temple in Buffalo, New York, which is a northern part of New York State. Um, his uh, assistant at the time was Unpacking his bags, and in his bags he found a picture of Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta. So he pulled the picture out, and he he wasn't sure where to put it. And so Prabhupada noticed his, and he said, "Yes, I have my Prabhupada too, <laughs> <laughs> and you can put it over there." Shri so Prabhupada ki jai, ki jai. <laughs> So um, today we're commemorating the, the passing of, in the world of Pakistan Sri Sathya But in order to appreciate that, let's talk a little bit about the rest of his greater balance of his um, life in, the, in this world as um, we've come to know of him. And it's it's a, it's quite a um, I should say that the, the nature of the event how it was thought about his passing in West Bengal um, is certainly in light of the enormous contribution that he um, brought uh, to 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 Bengal and to Chaitanya Vaishnavism and um, the outspoken nature of the Thakur and Acknowledgement of his personal uh, character. He, so it's good for us to hear about some of those things as well. And um, with regard to his appearance in the world, as you as you know, he was the seventh, I think, out of twelve children uh, of of know, who was from a it's called the Kayasta family. Kayasta, this is an interesting side note, I suppose we should go into it a little bit. The Kayastas are, are had, from the caste uh, system at the time, had clerical type of uh, roles in society and some government uh, service as well. We find that um, much earlier also in in the uh, life of Raman Roy who was a Kayastha and was a government uh, official so while the Gita speaks of is, I created this system of, of four divisions of society of course he also says but I am beyond it and from within it alone you can't know me you have to go beyond it (laughs) that's important um but uh it's it's um obvious just a a little bit of introspection how um the system caste system if you will was was developed augmented um as time went on to fit circumstances that were changing and just uh things that were undeniable. Um, that roles were not as as strictly defined by birth um, as it might have been thought they should be. Birth being based on previous karma so on and so forth. So sometimes, I mention this because sometimes you hear uh, devotees make statements like women cannot be initiating gurus or We've heard things like this, or women cannot, uh, do the puja to the, to the deity, or, or even they say, if you are not born in the Brahmin family, you can't be, or even some Gaudiya Vaishnavas make this kind of, these kinds of arguments, which constitute really bhakti covered by karma. Mm-hmm. Um, something that, uh, is outside of the definition of the book of Psalms, bhakti, yan, karmadi, ana, uncovered by, not hindered, not subject to the scriptural mandates that govern Rajaguna, Karma, Satvaguna, Guna, yan, It is of a Nirguna nature, of a transcendental nature. And as such, because we are all of a transcendental nature, it is for everyone at any time. Whenever you have the acquired the requisite faith to a good, good company, mm-hmm. you can take it up in all respects. Mm-hmm. So my point is that we hear these types of arguments, even today sometimes, mm-hmm. that ignore in their thought to be strict adherence to Varnasha, kind of which Bhakti transcends in the first place, um, They ignore the, how the system, the, I want to say the, 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 like from Manusmriti on down over centuries, the whole thing has been expanded and developed and, and, uh, how the, um, scripture in a larger sense as well is an ongoing, uh, affair, if you will. This is a certain type of scripture that talks about one ashram, but they're uh, scriptures about they focus on Gyan and Bhakti and so on and so forth, but they are, um, really ultimately an answer to the question that human life is, which is why purpose meaning? Why we're troubled by this? Why am I? What is the meaning? What is the purpose? Other less complex forms of life are not troubled by this and The answer to this question, of course, cannot come from nature, which doesn't have a why question. Consciousness is qualitative, so it's asking a qualitative question, and it can't get an answer from something that only deals with quantitative values. So, to answer the why question, we have to turn within from where it comes And find that that which we are constituted of that's that's of a meaningful nature has a source and that source is answers the question that arises if you will in human life that humans are why (laughs) so it answers that is what scripture is about my groomer once gave the example that oh the scriptures are like the law books So, if you go to court and you say, Your Honor, I think and I really feel and I hope that you'll find my client innocent. And the other attorney says, Well, I think because based on the law, it said this at this time and this year, this was decided and that and so on and so forth. I believe he should be found guilty. Well, the latter will prevail having cited the law. So, I have to admit, when I first heard that, we thought, Well, it's all there in the book. He just turned a hundred pounds. Paid 108. And you'll find the answer to any 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 questions. Great system. But if you play the analogy out, of course, laws are being determined all the time as new crimes are committed, if you will, um, or new questions about legality arise. You can say to kill is is a crime. But what if you kill in these circumstances accidentally? So, so then. New laws have to be made, drawn upon, drawing upon the 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 um, legal canon to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, my point only is that this revelation, even in the form of scripture, is an ongoing affair in terms, at least in terms of commentary and, if not, uh, new texts altogether and so forth. And 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 this also um, is an interesting point to raise. In relation to the argument that the problem with religion is that it's it has this fixed set of answers, whereas science is is a, is an open inquiry, and if new information comes, we change. Of course, that doesn't always happen <laughs> because scientific insights or facts are turned over to uh, the to to be, be applied in the real world and economy. Results out of that a way of life and so on. And so if facts come that contradict that, there is a tendency not to give them that much room, to, to, not to consider them perhaps as fully as they should, to, to shift the paradigm as, uh, may take, uh, may take decades, if not more. But that said, um, my point is that properly understood theology is that Exercise within religion that is, um, uh, speaking and explaining the essential teachings according to, in an ongoing way, as new, new light arises. After all, the world is always changing. It's never the same even for a second. So there'll always be new, things to think about, how to, how to think about them. People are changing. We are not the same as people were hundred years ago. <laughs> it's funny, if I look back even at the you know some film from the sixties, I have to chuckle what, what we were like, you know, people. Yeah. Uh, so brains change, bodies change, people change. So we have to be a little flexible. And Actually, spiritual people should be the most flexible, most open, most uh, accommodating, especially in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's tradition, generous. But, at any rate, aside from these points, the point I was making is that Bhaktivinotanko was born in the Kayasta family. And the Kayastas were elevated to a quasi-brahminical status. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so Bhaktisantanta Siddhartha was his uh, seventh uh, uh, child, and and there is a anecdote that uh, it's worth relating with regard to this son in particular. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the time was living in, in Jagannath Puri, and, uh, he was a, a magistrate, uh, working in the British, um, court systems, and he had a dream in which Jagannath Swami, of the, of the, the main deity of the Jagannath temple, Appeared to him in a dream and said, you know, I've brought you here, not just to do legal work, but to teach the, spread the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And so Bhaktivinoda replied to Jagannath in the dream that, but I'm very old now. What can I do? Maybe you can please send me someone who will be able to help me in this. And so Jagannath Swami said to him, for that you pray to Uh, Goddess Bhimala. Mm. Goddess Bhimala is the principal uh, Shakti uh, Tattva deity within the Jagannath temple. Now, Jagannath is a very, uh, well, he's a flexible person. (laughs) He he accommodates all kinds of worship. Buddhist, Tantric Buddhists worship Jagannath, and they have a certain idea of who he is. Uh, Shaivites worship Jagannath, they have a certain idea of who he is. He is Jagannath, after all. Mm-hmm. Nath means Lord and Jagannath means the world, so he's, he's for everybody. And he accommodates all types of religious conceptions. When Pratapuruddha Maharaj, who was the king, the Raj, at the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, witnessed Chaitanya Mahaprabhu coming from Nadia, from Navadvip, to Jagannath Puri, to celebrate the Ratha Yatra along with his associates. It's about a 10-hour train ride, overnight train ride. So they're walking and doing Sankirtan along the way. From the rooftop of the temple uh, stood the Raj with a couple of associates and they saw the Chaitanya not uh, Actually, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was in Puri at the time, but his associates from Bengal were coming to, on the pretext of celebrating Ratha <laughs> to meet with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he marveled at their persona. What did he say? Chaitanya Rishishki, Prem Sankirtan. Actually, he asked his, uh, 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 who was it? Um, Gopinath Acharya. What kind of religion is this? And he had seen all kinds of religion. He's the Raj, the Jagannath the Puri, all kinds of people, they said. Come over to Jagannath with different conceptions of who he is. Even, even at the time and now today, the Advaitins, uh, who have a, a whole different philosophical perspective than ours, they're in charge of the temple. They're the Pujaris there. They, they, they uh, run the temple. So very accommodating, Jagannath so Swamis. But, but the Raja had never seen anything like this. What? Just seeing their kirtan and their the, the 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 ecstasy of their arrival. So he asked, What kind of religion is this? And then um the reply came, This is Chaitanya Shti. This is the Shti, the creation of Chaitanya. Mm-hmm. It's called Prim Sankirtan. He brought this to the world. sankirtan Sings. Raj was on the edge of his seat as you can as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And, as it turns out, if we look through all the different religious conceptions of Jagannath, you won't find one sweeter than that which was uh, envisioned the Chaitanya That's what makes Jagannath's eyes so big and always open. Mm-hmm. Jagannath looking, Krishna looking for Radha. Where is she? Having been reminded of her, Mm-hmm. By uh, overhearing others speaking about the Brajlila and, uh, and the, the extent to which they were the, the dabakal because had captured the heart of Krishna. So it's, uh, Pujupati compared Jagannath Puri to a train wreck. Mm-hmm. In a train wreck, well, people get banged up. Jagannath looks a little Banged up. You know, his arms are stuck in, fur, his legs, his head's a little big. Uh, but what he meant by that was this a train wreck of two conceptions the Vrindavan conception and the Dwarka conception, the latter being one of I, more Aishvarya, means understanding that the, the, the Godhood of the Godhead of Krishna, the divinity of Krishna, and the Vrindavan conception, where they don't think of him as God. And us can associate with him more intimately. These two crashing together. Hmm? This is Jagannath Puri. It's a moment. Jagannath Puri is a moment in the Dwarka Lila, hmm? When Krishna in Dwarka is remembering the Radha Leela and Radha's love, not that he doesn't remember it all the time, but it's something that's been said to bring it to the surface so that it cannot be contained. Hmm? And it overflows and overtakes him and so forth. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw Jagannath playing the flute wearing a peacock feather. He's not dressed like that, but that's how he saw him. And wonderful Lila's, of course, there centered around the Ratha Yatra primarily took place during the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But Bhaktivindotakura was living there in in, in Javanpoo at the time, and he prayed as per the dream to Bimla, um, who I said is the primary goddess of the temple. She has a her own, you know, it's a big temple complex. It's it's huge. There are 54 kitchens, hmm. a lot of cooking going on there. Uh, Jagannath has a big appetite, but. Anything that's offered him the famous Jagannath Prashad, which people will take all over the world in a bag and distribute it to distant places and so on and so forth, it's famous for this. That Prashadam is not considered mahaprasadam after Jagannath eats it. Only after from there it's given to Bhimala and she takes it. Then it's Mahaprashad. So she has a very prominent role. And depending on the religious conception that you have, then she will be thought of accordingly. So we have the Vaishnava conception, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's conception. So you see here, as yes. a manifestation of the internal potency of Krishna. Hmm. Who, as it came to pass, we find Vaishnava Siddhartha Siddhartha was under the influence of and in a very prominent sense hmm. in And we'll come, come to that. But this is, uh, an interesting, uh, anecdote, as they say, with regard to the, just prior to the birth, something about the birth of Bhakti Siddhanta Sotra, how it came about. And of course, it said that he was born with this umbilical cord wrapped around his head, like the Brahmins, some of whom didn't like him because he was a kayasta, uh, uh wrapped around his, his neck, like, like, like they wear it. That is a later controversy that came. We'll hopefully to get to in our description of some of his, uh, um, exploits. So, mm. Born there and, uh, shortly after his birth, uh, the Rathiatra took place and it said that the Rathiatra card got stuck right there at the house. It was a rented house that Baku was living in. Stuck and it wouldn't move. It, uh, garland of juggernaut fell off and they took and gave it to the child and then the court went on. So these are nice stories that uh, that uh, inspire us followers the father was about but um, sometimes of course things get exaggerated over time and uh, you can't verify everything to what extent it's true and so on and so forth, but you see the personal character and the, the contribution of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and it fits well <laughs> with such things. Mm-hmm. They, they say, of course, as time goes on, they'll say, well, you know, the, the miracles of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, people must have thought like that because they weren't educated. Maybe he was an epileptic. That's why he was falling into, into a trance. Uh, they thought it was a trance, but of course, as I say, epilepsy was not contagious. but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's brain was contagious. If you looked at all of that, he would become mad with brain. <clears throat> but with regard to the campaign of Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur, historical figure, I mean Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a historical figure too, but it's 500 years ago. Now we have a historical figure in the modern time, in Bhakti know, Bhakti Siddhanta A. C. Bhakti Nidana And we see in all of their lives extraordinary miracles. Mm-hmm. The miracle of my groom, his, his, his campaign, uh, at, at the behest of Bhakti he Source. I'm It's plain as day. Right? If you look at it, it's, it's just a miraculous story. So miracles do happen. <laughs> uh, so the stories like this cannot always be verified in all respects. We take them seriously. Given the the character and the the actual documented activities of the source thakur and the result which in a very prominent sense is ourselves. How could we his greatness you know, and his contribution we're here today because of the vision of Bhaktivinoda Vinod Thakur you know, that Bhakti Sarasvati Thakur came to give shape to you know, and that my Guru Maharaj then took at, at the order of Bhakti Siddhanta, as he thought of it. It was a suggestion, actually. He wrote to his Guru Maharaj, Bhakti Siddhanta Prabhupada. did, please Guru Maharaj, I've been a householder. I have not been able to be close to the mission. And um, because of household responsibilities, is there any service I can render? And Saraswati wrote to him, I think it would be good if you You speak in English. Hmm? Right, I think he said, speak in English. Hmm? So Prabhupada, my Guru Mahārāj this. he ordered me to do this. It was like a suggestion. He ordered me. That was his like Guru Nishta. He focused on his one order and it's all his perfection, you could say, uh, arose out of that. That is the power of Guru Akya. Chitete Kodiyakya. We want to make that a hard one with that, right? And much a good example. Bhaktisiddhanta he had a little problem because he had two gurus and one told him to budge and the other told him to preach. So, <laughs> it's complicated as we go forward <laughs> at times, but uh, we have, that means we have to use our intelligence to harmonize apparent contradictions that, that may arise. This is not for non-thinking people. Spiritual life is not for people who just want somebody to think for them. Tell them what to do. You have to think. It's, and you have to, it's important the guru tells us what to think, but more important he tells us how to think. He can tell you one good thing to think about, how to think about it. If you do it right, everything will come from that. So Sarasajitākura was born in Jagannathpuri, and, and in his early um, years, um, he exhibited a very high uh, moral character, uh, and that included a, a very strong religious uh, leaning and interest, and uh, very, um, a very intelligent young, young boy. And uh, he took to accompanying his father, Bhakti Thakur, where he went, which involved meeting people like Rabindranath Tagore, who you was know, famous poet of West Bengal, the Nobel Prize. Um, in the early part of the 20th century, he had a famous dialogue with Einstein, if you're familiar with Rabindranath Tagore. He came once and recited poetry for Bhakti Thakur the son was there and appreciated um, these were poems about Rav and Krishna that he had written <clears throat> uh, so people like this was meeting through his father and people like that were meeting him and they noted this is a very good son you have there. a very good character and um, <clears throat> and uh shortly uh, within his uh, Studies mm-hmm. um, um, he was seen to have a very uh, very good ability to retain subjects that he had um, uh, witnessed or studied or heard about almost like a photographic memory, and uh, he was uh, nicknamed. I don't know how they would say it in Bengali, but living encyclopedia. So he was quite a quite a uh, fluent hmm, in the currents of thought at the time. And now I'm not speaking about Chaitanya Vaishnavism per se, although obviously that was his father's religion hmm, and uh, and 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 more, you know, his, his spirituality. But these people, uh, these sadhus. Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, even as a young boy, they were very much exposed to the world, unlike sadhus of the time. Sadhus would be not in touch with the world. You couldn't find Gaudiya sadhus living in Calcutta. You could find them in Navadvipa. You could find them in Jagannath Puri. You could find them in Vrindavan. But these were all remote areas. deep was such that uh, the famous Bengal tiger was up and around. Hmm. So it was a wild place. Hmm. Not like uh, uh, the British capital, Calcutta. Hmm. Um, and Vrindavan also. Very rural. Jagannath Puri made a little more built-up. But anyway, these were the holy places. And they were, they were away from the world, within the world. In Jagannath Puri, the whole economy based around the temple. So Jagannath has a big appetite, he's a fancy dresser, you need, you need all, everything that you need for the world in this. Jagannath needs for his his own life, right? And so everybody's employed, growing things, producing things it's a very very safe place a favorable place to, to pursue voting westernism and be aloof from the world during the time of the Goswamis, who were the founders of our sampradaya, you may know that in europe there was a revolution going on it was the heliocentric revolution if you will the idea i guess it was was the copernicus in the copernican revolution uh, which reached the conclusion that the planets, the primary planets, and many more now that we know about, but they were revolving around the sun and not the Earth. This was a sacrilegious uh, perspective from the understanding of the Bible at the time, which is the principal, the principal form of Western revelation. So he was in risk of his head being. Uh, well, of being beheaded for such blasphemy, if you will. Of course, in the time they figured out, well, maybe it's not really against what the Bible says. You looked at it differently, and so forth. Um, I bring this up because, as I say, at the time, the Vrindavan were establishing Gaudi Vaishnavism in the world, and they they were either unaware or they ignored this Copernican Revolution, but it was not something that was unknown in India.
2: Hmm.
1: And there were traditionalists, if you will, who looked at the Puranas, for example, as their historical and astronomical maps uh, and, and understanding of what's out there, hmm, of what's out there, and who's asking the question that it was all in, in their sacred texts. And while they're subject to different interpretations and so forth, the dominant interpretation did not uh, seem to run counter to the heliocentric, uh, heliocentric? Yeah. instead of a geocentric perspective, right? So, uh some traditionalists in different schools of religious thought within India to take on this and counter it some adjusted accordingly and looked at their scriptures differently and said oh this can be accommodated and so forth but the Vrindavan goswamis they they were too busy they were while well, some were busy trying to demonstrate that the planets moved around the sun rather than the earth well the vedantins in general were busy saying well actually beyond that the, the, the whole world is revolving around the atma and then the other Vaishnava was saying, well, and the Atma is revolving around the, the Paramatma. Mm-hmm. And then many Krishna devotees said, well, the Paramatma is actually revolving around Krishna. And Gaudi said, Krishna is revolving around Radha. <laughs> so there's a long way to go from the heliocentric perspective to the Radha-centric perspective of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas that that, that our Goswamis were were laying the seeds, the, the foundation for mm-hmm. In terms of a a systematic way of teaching that. So they probably just didn't have time for that. But when it comes to Bhaktivinoda Thakur, much later, uh, 400 and some odd years, uh, three quarter years later, well, the modern world was set up in Calcutta, right? It was the headquarters then of the British in that uh, area and they were ruling world so to speak so he and his son were acquainted with, familiar with, in touch with all currents of thought in the world I have at times described Bhakti Bhaktivinotakura as the first convert to Gaudiya Vaishnavism and he did have a conversion um, moment as he was exploring different Religious traditions and, and systems of thought, philosophy, and so on and so forth. And the godious ideas were, had been obscured by misrepresentation over time, um, and weren't, weren't popular and weren't well understood. But, uh, he had the occasion to come in touch with, I mean, it's an amazing thing. He came in touch with the Chaitanya Charitamrita. It wasn't there. I mean, that there weren't printing presses, uh, and, Let's uh, uh, speak of uh, desktop publishing or I anything, mean, making things available, uh, no internet, so forth. But when he studied the uh, Krishna Bhakti through the lens, the Bhagavatam, through the, which he grew up having an aversion to, it, as he admitted, through the lens of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he had an epiphany and a conversion, you know, um but my point is that he and his son, like we it, such stuff, they were they were very much in touch with the world. So they were in a very different position than the sadhus of the time. And then to become sadhus, as they as they did, they carried with them something, a plus, if you will. This plus is actually mentioned uh, by uh Vishnu Chapagitakur in his commentary on the famous Bhagavad Sloka that uh, best defines the guru. What is that verse? Tasmat mm-hmm. guru Jignasu Defines the disciple and the guru. One has to be sufficiently eager to know. I've said it's not that the, there are many problems in the world that our spiritual perspective should solve but it should brings to the point of understanding that the world itself is the problem and solve that. As a byproduct other problems may be solved here or there to some extent, but the nature of the world is that they'll never be they'll never be never be all fixed, right? So this is the subject perspective, right? So one has to be sufficiently eager to, to make a comprehensive solution to the problems of life. This is what the student uh, Spirit of the student. And then the guru must be well versed in the, in the scriptural, uh, canon. And shabde pore to means this, this current of thought, this, this revelation. Mm-hmm. That's the answer, as I said earlier, to the why that we are. Mm-hmm. And pore means from a theistic perspective, because it can be understood from a monistic perspective. In which there's, there, there, there's no, um, interaction between the Godhead and, and the no love of God. So, Pare, chanishnatam, the word it, it, we're underscoring here is nishnatam. It says, he should know, she should know, the guru, script this, 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 uh, current of thought inside and outside, upside, downside, inside outside. As Krishna says in the Gita at the end, one of those uh, studies this inside and outside and so on and so forth and teaches this as a devotee this very dear to me. Mm-hmm. So, Guru should be acquainted with this. And in his commentary, Vishnu Chakir Thakur says, and this means not only the scripture, other books too. So, in their time, analogous to Bhakti Vinod Thakur and Bhakti Sadam Sarasav Thakur, the Goswamis, the Vrindavan, who were forming the Sampradaya, they were familiar with all the currents of philosophical thought at the time: the Nyaya, Vaisheshika, the Karma Mimamsa, Yoga, Sankhya, and you can see this in their commentaries. They're drawing these philosophers say this. They, they accept some part of it, reject other parts, and so forth. Mm-hmm. They were like Bhakti Vinod like Bhakti Sundar They were, they were Rupsanatta. They were worldly people. Mm-hmm. They were ministers to the, to the Nawab Hussain Saw who was ruling over Bengal. So now the Goswami would, would be the ruler, uh, hold the seat, at the place of, hold the place of the ruler when he was out. Mm-hmm. So elevated they were. Not that they wanted to be, but it was hard to refuse Nawab uh, in those times. Uh, and they were able to do that without compromising their, their spiritual interest. And indeed, you can say that it enhanced their capacity hmm, to do the service that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had planned for them. There's a plan to it all. In other words, they became diplomatic. They learned how to deal in different circles with royalty and, and so on and so forth. They had a worldly education as well as a spiritual education. Hmm. Um, of course, there are internal spiritual reasons for their being the leaders, so to speak, of our sampradaya, the founders, the exemplars in terms of how they conducted themselves. Not every associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu conducted themselves in a way that we could follow their example. But some, they chanted a number of rounds every day. They conducted themselves as as, as we are taught to conduct ourselves. And when they wrote about that conduct, and established that conduct. And so forth. But my point here is that they were, they, they were, they had the patronage of kings. When Mahabhu told the Sanatana, go to Vrindavan, establish the places of Krishna's Leelas and so forth, he gave them a few instructions. With regard to that instruction, they said, well, here is such and such, here is their Bhava. They felt this must be the place, and we honor their Bhava. So 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 get, so then so in, so inspired by that then kings and queens would want to build a monument there. You couldn't be you weren't anybody if you didn't have a if you were a king within Hinduism and you didn't have some some place in Vrdavan for your Rani mm-hmm. temple for her to worship Kri and so forth, land of temples, right? Proverbs to say five thousand temples there. I don't know what he was referring to in particular, but there's probably fifty thousand. Now, unfortunately, there's probably fifty million people there too, (laughs) which is good and bad. Uh, But the Goswamis were uh, people of the world and sadhus at the same time. They were writing books, publishing texts. Naana Shastra all the out of only, all arising out of means out of compassion for the local, for the people of the world. They collected evidence from all the sacred texts and wrote what we sometimes refer to as the Bhakti Shastras. They they did what Vyasa did. Vyasa compiled all the texts. And he wasn't satisfied at Narasguru said because he hadn't fully in no certain terms emphasized bhakti. Hmm? So you have to do that therefore the, and then the Bhagavatam in its final um, edited form came out from the samadhi of of Vyas. And this is the central book of the Waswamis, and they wrote about it, expanded upon it in their and so forth and so on. Hmm? And they did this out of compassion for the world, so they had some some sense of of delivering the world, even while they were their occupation was, was entirely otherworldly, and its attainment is rare. What does the Bhagavatam say? We can't
2: remember.
1: Similar verse. To attain, to be a Narayana Parayana, even to be a Mukta is very rare. To be a Muktanam Apisidhanam. Narayana Parayana. To be a Mukta is is rare to get out, to release from samsara. And in the context of that, to be the close Savait of Narayana, to speak of you know, Krishna Parayana, Radha Parayana, so it's a rare thing. Don't be don't be discouraged. He can't be because you've got a taste for it. And it's too too far out to give up, even if it's hard, even if it takes a long time. No other uh, you can try, but nothing else will capture you once you've been captured by this idea, this possibility. Mm-hmm. Such penetration, and insight into the nature of transcendence, the possibilities there. This has never been told before. Well, who knows if it's true? Who cares? What do you, what, what do you consider true? What other information do we have? Hmm? And the people that are giving it, what is their character? Hmm? Why should we not believe them? What is their character? How are they, how, how does it move them? It may not move me entirely like that, but it moves them. So it, uh, there's a possibility it will move me and I need to move. I need to change. Hmm? And a lot. A And this is such a, such a friendly way. Lila Harikatha of Krishna. It's, there's nothing like this. Here is God in human-like form. Human-like. He's completely not human and completely human. He's human-like, right? And the human likeness is such that the descriptions of God in this community hmm, in are such that we can bond with Him emotionally. What is it? What is a greater bond? Than an emotional bond. All our bonds are, you know, that is strong are strong are emotional. They will override logical bonds. Hmm? Yes, that's right. But I feel like this, hmm? and and so we we'll act. Unfortunately, th- that's not always the best. But we're we're emotional beings. Hmm? It's hard to imagine that a scientific description of the world that that relegates emotion to a to a total illusion and being unreal has any. <laughs> Has any has any value hmm. that, it, that it would be entertained by anyone? <laughs> That's a sick idea, a pathetic idea. Hmm. So the point is that when we hear about Krishna conducting himself, the God in ways that resonate with us, because we've had that experience. Yes, I disobeyed my parents too, and they chastised me hmm. when we. And we hear of his his exploits as a, as as a youth, hmm? yeah. his interaction with his parents, and then in his adolescence with his with his lovers. We resonate with at some point in this, in the kata. In the yes, everyone has an epiphany, and they bond with him. Yes, they, they, he's very charming. I know what that's like. Hmm? I said before with the Jesus of Nazareth, you can bond with you know like guilt. Something like that, maybe it's a human emotion also. Oh. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a bonding. But I mean this is full. Full. Mm-hmm. This is very extraordinary. Uh, so it's difficult to disconnect, even if you get distracted, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, by by sadhus like Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi, Thakur, there's a wide circulation of this. Mm-hmm. Out, and about in the world, it should, it should increase. And that was the kind of the desire of Bhakti Vinod, compassion for the world, being in touch with it and saying it corresponds with the time of the Goswamis as deeply as they were concerned with the other world. Without compassion, there's no rasa and rasa leaves, retires compassion in a sense, and it retires the world for you ultimately. Compassion. Well, there's no compassion in, in, in Golok for Krishna except pathos of Asali Rasa for Krishna. There's no, there's no need to be compassionate to. Everybody's perfect. <laughs> so, But for this world, to be perfect in this world to to compassion for everyone, universal compassion. I saw a fellow once. Uh, not a favorite. Philosopher of mine um, who was a naturalist and I forget his name now. Uh, I see his face in my mind's eye, but um, he, was, someone was talking to him about meditation. Said, "You know, what's the value of this? I mean, what do you, what do you get out?" Of? And to my mind came universal compassion. Is it worth anything? Does it have any value? And we have examples. Some people like that. Hmm? They actually feel like that. They have no suffering for themselves except what? The suffering of others. Hmm? So, the Dhamma is in a great place to be, but you can be a little new from the world. Hmm? And By contrast, No was right in the middle of the world. He was in the center of the orbit of the British um, uh, colonization, right, of, of of India. And so all the philosophical currents and sensibilities, cultural sensibilities, he couldn't avoid them. He had to think about them and then he interfaced them with Gaudiya Vaishnava. He found Gaudiya Vaishnava has, has vitality in relation to all of this. All of these arguments, points of view, and so on so it has something to say hmm? that that transcends all of these arguments and perspectives in terms of being a like a solution to the problems of the world hmm? and more hmm? and so Saristaka was as his son was following around meeting with the different people in the what was called the Badra Lok hmm? which was uh, you know a society of pious. Educated Hindus that were, uh, in touch with modernity and all its, and they, so they're reevaluating their, their, uh, perspectives, their, their teachings, their, 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 their religious texts and, and, uh, and every, everything about their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a very different, um, uh, pair here and Bhakti and Bhakti Sarasvita of, of sadhus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and given that, they were in a position to do the, the kind of thing that is has been done by the Bhaktivinoda Thalibar that has uh, enabled us to be here uh, today. They were, from the get-go, thinking outside of the box. Mm-hmm. They were looking at Gaudiya Vaishnavism from an essential point of view. They had to. Hmm? They had to look at essentially what is it saying, rather than it says this and you should do it like this. You should do it like this. You should wear this. You shouldn't wear that. All those things have value as far as a system being set up for for a spiritual tradition hmm, that defines it and assists practitioners and so forth. But it's nonetheless. Relative. And where it's where it's all laid out, if you will, will be somewhat relative to the area, to the time, to the circumstances, and so on and so forth. And they were new times, new circumstances, in touch with the whole world, really, from Calcutta. And so they had to think about the body of rationalism differently. And no one was thinking of it like that. And so when they did, when Bhakti Siddhanta Saritapu, who was who was living encyclopedia, thought as thought it was a young boy, he became interested in astrology. He did a translation of Bengali of the Sanskrit work Surya Siddhanta and Siddhanta Shiromani. And these were interesting later uh cosmographical texts hmm, that um differed from in some ways from the Puranic cosmographic descriptions of what's out and up there and so which is which brings to mind of course the relativity of of, of these for example fifth canto descriptions of the, of the cosmos hmm, um worth, worth noting so you know they understood these things that's why back in the Millicent talk when his james Bhagavad speech said and he referred to the fifth canto. he said, and there, even in the Bhagavad, there are descriptions of hells and so forth. We don't take it you know, seriously. It means that there is a system in the world of reward and punishment. He, so he, He's looking at essentially what's being said here. Built into the system of the world, when, it, when, when the Atma interacts with the world, their the world, when it takes from the world, the world wants something back. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the rewards are good because of the, the, the move was less exploitive than another, and sometimes the opposite. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of a system, punishment, reward. And you can describe it graphically like this, as to, to hammer home the point and drive people in the right direction out of a fearful motive. There's a place for that also, if it works, to a point. Mm-hmm. So he, he he made that kind of a statement. Hmm. So I, I'm really trying to make a point of how they were thinking differently about giving the Vaishnavism, given the circumstance they were in, which we we would think have been arranged as a background for that. Hmm. I don't know any secrets about the birth of Bhakti but I told you one about the birth of Bhakti Siddhartha tougher. They came to the world with something, with a, with, with, a, with a mission that was discovered by them. They discovered that they had a mission. Like the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu themselves, when they realized, when they had the an epiphany, this boy, he, my pundit, he's become a Vaishnava. He was a pundit. He'd become a Vaishnava. And he exceeds in Vaishnavism in terms of its fruits of its ecstasy and love of God all of us combined they thought he's our leader and he's giving this out freely. who is he? how can he give it freely? he must be an avatar but what avatar can give Krishna preen? no avatar has prema madhurya Leela Madhurya, Venu Madhurya, Rupa madurya. These are the four qualities of Krishna. He alone has. that. he has pre, Leela Madhurya, sweet Leelas. You can hear the Leela of Vraha and Gurma and yeah. Nishina's little, got a little sweetness in it there, but it's, uh, that's the point that should be emphasized. I just had some goblins used to want to serve the Sringade and they thought they'd be warriors. And they told them, no, oh, you should be like Prabhada. <laughs> that's, that's how you follow Sringade. You have to become gentle like Prahman. But the point is, what Krishna's leelas, these are very sweet, very charming. The Bhagwat captures them to some extent in the 10th canto and it's become the most popular. That, Ramlila, some sweetness too, human-like. But krishna leela. Much sweeter still. Mm. Sweet. Mm. Mm. So, anyway, Bhakti Siddhanta Soshi Thakur. Or... Bhakti Vinod Thakur. That's the point. I have to get there. <laughs> I'm sort of troubled by too many thoughts at the same time. I need more tongues, more heads. Yes. So uh, so the point is that what I was making is that that they were understood these teachings in essence hmm? um, and and interfaced with them in light of their worldly exposure. As well, and so they were from the get-go out of the box thinking about Gaudiya Vaishnavism, how how to and, and how to they were compelled to how to present it to the world, mm-hmm. how to reply to the to the modern perspective in ways that other sadhus weren't. They, they just weren't confronted like this. They they lived they, 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 they in the dome, uh, so this was the setup. If I may, mm-hmm. they were special. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bhakti, we not, Bhakti, Siddhan, such talk, talk, talk or thought, uh, like the did about him that his son was a, had come from sent sent by God, that that he was had come from the other side. Oh, and my point was, this is the point, that what that they discovered that they had a mission. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates also. They thought, he must be Krishna. He's giving Krishna preem. He can't be an avatar of Krishna. Because no avatar would give Krishna preem. Hmm? They don't have preem madhurya. They don't have sweet leelahs like this. He's giving this. So then they thought, must be Krishna. Am I crazy? He's Krishna <gasps> himself? And then they thought, wait a minute. If he's Krishna, where are Krishna's associates? Because Christians never alone. And then they realize, mm-hmm. we, we are in another leva. Hmm? And then it would close. And then we have and then it would close again. Hmm? Don't think the Gore Leela is not exciting. Hmm? So, <laughs> that's about So, about people know the talk or in Pakistan, they discovered that they had a mission. They were placed where they were for a purpose. And they use their worldly familiarity and acquaintance and so forth, and their acquaintance with Godiva to draw from Godi Vaishnavism it, 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 its, its essence and present that in any number of ways that would be more palatable to the to other peoples, regions of the world, dispositions, and so on and so forth. So they were very they were very flexible. And in doing that, thinking outside of the box, they were thought to be outside of the box by many traditional Gaudiya Vaishnavas who couldn't recognize their own tradition in a in a new in a new form, so to speak. Yeah. This is fairly common. That in a religious tradition, a saint, a mystic, who really goes to the core of what it's about, mm-hmm. appears on the scene and the practitioners want to crucify him. Because mm-hmm. he's telling them things that they don't want to, I didn't think the religion was about that, but I had to give anything up. Don't tell me that. Mm-hmm. I told a story before that when I was younger and I was in ISKCON, International Society for Krishna Consciousness, I was in a temple in, in North America and I was in, a, in a couple who were, was a priest uh, and his wife for a Presbyterian, I think it was a uh, church, uh, had it been assigned to that church was across the street from the temple. And so the wife would see us going back and forth to the temple and so when she was interested in so she used to come to the temple, and she and she would meet with me and talk, and she would come to my lectures, and then she would go home and tell her husband. He said this, one, he said this, I said that. So he would start to factor these things into his lectures, things like renunciation, you know, what it's really all about. The congregation was mostly older ladies and men, and, and and they they wrote to the bishop and had them transferred to the Bahamas. <laughs> they didn't want to hear what it was really all about, right? They had to, they had to, they had to give up something. But they had. To, the sacrifice that love was born from the womb. Of sacrifice. You want to love God and get something. I love you. Now can I have something? <laughs> something like this. so. The, these are principles because that's that's the karma orientation to religion. It's not just an Indian idea. Hmm? This is the basic idea. It's a childish idea of religion. I want. I want. Okay. No, no. Say say please. Please. Okay. Now say thank you. Okay. Now you get it. Hmm? So you just look. Learning some basic ideas of love. Please, thank you. A little gratitude. Learn that. We'll give you something. Hmm? You think the thing is the object, but what really the object is to say please, say thank you, to to be a gracious person. Hmm? This is the beginning of religion, karma. Jan takes it a step further now. Hmm? It's not about getting something in the world, none of which any such thing endures. And I want enduring happiness. So I should turn inward rather than outward. Know thyself. Hmm. I'm more complete in myself than the world. It's incompleteness. And so on and so forth. Uh, This is Gyan. From the movement of karma to the stillness of Gyan. Hmm. But bhakti is otherworldly. So. You can't have gown and movement. And you can't have karma and stillness. In mm. bhakti, you can have both. You can have stillness of fixed fixation on one person. That's love, Krishna. Mm. But love is such that it moves. It has a high tide of union and a low tide of separation. Mm. We move in the world to find love, and we'll find. Oh, I can rest only for a minute. To find that love has its own orbit. Mm. And now I'm orbiting on, in that uh, circle. So, so as the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu found, we were his associates. We were in Krishna we Bhakti Vinod Talker was found himself. Therefore, and it was appropriately so. Even a, a, a religious-minded person um, who was a contemporary of Bhakti Vinod and the famous journalist, I think maybe Shishu Kumar. Named named, declared he the seventh Goswami. Six Goswamis, they were the founding Acharyas uh, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And he, uh, gave this epithet to Bhakti, uh, Bhakti Gautama, the seventh Goswami. Meanwhile, his son was being called Siddhanta Saraswati for his knowledge in Surya Siddhanta. And we translated Siddhanta Shivamani, these astrological, uh, astronomical books. Yeah. Uh, was quite an accomplishment. And he, and he had uh, a disagreement with the main teacher in the school hmm, as to the interpretation. And, and uh, he wouldn't give up. He left school on account of it and so forth. He had his own thought about it. And so he was very prominent. He was, he was, he was given the title, Siddhanta Saraswati. Then, accomplished as he was in the world, Bhakti Siddhanta, in many ways, and, and desirable, from many perspectives people wanted him to become part of our group in this way in, in, whether it be secular or religious or, or, or both as they did Bhaktivinoda, of course Bhaktivinoda had become a Vaishnav, they wanted his son hmm. he had very high moral character he started as, as a young young lad of society called the August Society it was for young men to uh, embrace a vow of celibacy for their whole life Maybe he was the only one, you know, prevailed. But that's a strong uh, vow for young in, in adolescence to, to make a um, vow, and then to stick to that his whole life. Yeah. So we, we talked a little bit about his his, his 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 character. This is a this is what did come? What did what did uh, what did Bishma say? Bhishma? The demigod said Bhishma. He the
0: demigod
1: said Bhishma. When, who was it? When, when, what well, his name was, uh, when the God. grandsire of Arjun took a bow of celibacy, he said, Oh, Bhishma. Whoa. How could, this, of course, he was a warrior that's even more, but an adolescent, same thing. Wait a minute. You know what you're doing here? Uh, so, of course, he, he kept that up without any, without any second thought, without any difficulty. Hmm? But in time, he confessed Bhaktivinoda Thakura to, to moments of, of, of pride hmm, for his accomplishment and the fact that he was desirable by by so many. And it was that this was detected in Bhaktivinoda Thakura, who was quick to then turn his attention to Gorka Shardas Babaji. Hmm. Now, Babaji Maharishi, we used to come and hear the talks sometimes of Bhaktivinoda Thakura. But he himself was illiterate. He was uh, from the Baisha family. I think cloth merchants. And early on in his life, his wife passed away and he, and he became a renunciate. And he became well known as a Purusha, um, Who had no time for anyone. Practically i was not compassionate, but he kept to himself and he had experience of many people approaching him who were ostensibly interested in a serious spiritual life, but he could detect that they actually were driven by other motives. So he was kept himself rather aloof, but he would come sometimes to the talks of Bhaktivinoda Thakur and the And it was to him that Bhakti turned the attention of Bhakti Suddha Sarapu suggested you should take Vaishnav Diksha from him. He had already received a japa mala from Bhakti from Bhaktivinoda Thakur hmm? and and the blessing to chant the, the Maha mantra, which he did. He kept those beat his whole his whole life. Hmm? But Bhakti Vinod wanted to take Diksha, receive the Krishna mantra, not the, not the Maha mantra, the Nam mantra, the Diksha mantra from Bhakti, from Bhakti, from Guru Babaji. So, you know, he, 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 he took up the advice of uh, Bhakti Vinod and very quickly, he was very perceptive. He, he could understand, oh, my worldly, um, accomplishments, abilities, my intelligence, uh, my good moral character and all of these things—they're like counterfeit currency compared to what this illiterate person holds within his heart and what directs his movements. And I must make connection with him if I, if I really want to attain the, the uh, what's, what's worth attaining in this life. And so he made an effort to become a disciple of Gorkha Shordas Babaji. And he was successful. And of course, par for the course, Gorkha Shordas Babaji initiated him in an unorthodox way. Unorthodox means that at the time, the prominent Diksha Gurus in Gaudiya Vaishnavism were the caste Goswamis. This is an interesting group. Um, the original disciples of the six Goswamis were largely all householders, and it seems that at a certain point they decided to change their their surname to Goswami. Hmm? So I can uh, surmise, hmm? which is a ch- kind of charming. Hmm? They were disciples of, I say, Jiva Goswami so to house- household a couple they change their surname from Patel you know to to Goswami, hmm? and then they they pass it on like that but of course, the title goswami at the same time carries with it some uh the meaning it's a uh, honorific right someone has controlled their human humanness the <laughs> uh, Animalness of us if you will um, and uh, as such it pertains to 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 our, our, our it but anyway, the idea of calling naming themselves Goswami has some charm to it, but it in time it um it lost its charm, let's say, and um and in many circles, not at all, but in many circles, mm-hmm. the Samis were giving initiation and they weren't giving much shu, and they didn't have much instruction to give. And and you know, from the uh, description of the times coming through our party, bar, it seems like monitors are being sold and it was a li- way of having a livelihood and so on and so forth. But in fact, Brakta Siddhanta once made a diorama where he was criticizing The Brahmins who were performing religion just to feed their bellies. And he made a diorama of a Brahmin holding the shaligram, which is a sacred stone, using it as a nutcracker. Hmm. So they took him to court, the Brahmins. Hmm. And there was a debate in the court. And finally, the Brahmin said, Well, your Gaudiya's do this too. He said, All right, we'll keep the diorama, but we'll put Tilak on. How's that? So he wasn't shy to critique his own um, lineage as well. What he's saying is how do you think the Shalagram feels? You're supposed to worship him with love. You're just using him as a nutcracker just to fill your belly. That's all. This is not good. He created some enemies through that as, as, as well. But, um, but at the time, there was a system, predominantly a system for initiation, where this would be done, this would be done, this would be done, this would be done. done. You'd have a letter. Uh, I initiated this person. These are the systems of succession. Any number of things were part of the system. And you were aware this particular T-lock because you're in this particular line. Not bad things. It was, it's, it, it's, a, it's a kind of a thing that, uh, well, we need to organize this. Um and give it some shape, some form that people can take advantage of it, and so forth. Whereas a, 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 a recluse and mystic who's kind of half off the map of the world uh, may not be preoccupied with such details. Mm-hmm. The essence of the initiation is what. Yes, you yeah, have my blessing. Part of the mantra. Mm-hmm. So. People sometimes question, well we don't know if Bhakti Siddhanta was really after the great campaign of Bhakti Siddhanta. Those enemies that he created creeped out from underneath their rocks and brought into question in the minds of the uninformed. How how author how bona fide is he anyway? Where is any where is his Dikshapatra, his letter? That that shows that Gorokishore initiated it. What tilak is he wearing? Is it from the under Parivar, or the Vaita, or garadha Gara, It's some generic tealock. So They put things together like this to make a case. Therefore, we say he was never initiated because obviously all these things are essential. Now, you may find that a little silly the way I'm presenting it, and it is, but it wasn't thought to be silly at the time. And this is an, this is, demonstrates How easy it is, unfortunately, to misconstrue details for principles and attach oneself to rules and regulations which have a place and are important, but without understanding what they're for. I'll say it once, not twice, but rules are meant to be broken, made to be broken. You're meant to break them and understand what they mean. And they no longer, and having embraced that, they no longer necessarily apply to you other than to set an example for others, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy to think, well, he, didn't, he wasn't wearing... He, did, he didn't have... What tilak did he have? He didn't have any tilak. He, he had a saffron dress instead of a white dress. You can't go to Goloka local in a saffron dress. You have to have a white dress.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: These things <laughs> had Currency. And there are good reasons for the there was a basis in it, but it's not that what room was not he had written how we will dress as gay why we'll wear this color instead of that there is a reason to, but it's 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 relative also hmm. so the I often say that well, if you want to criticize bhakti Siddhanta for his initiation saying it was unorthodox, orthodox, you have to play the the blame on the corkoure <laughs> who wants to criticize him hmm. He conducted himself in a way that people could say, Oh yeah, he he must be spiritual. We saw him. He begged an eggplant from a in the market, then he sat under a tree, offered it to Vishnu and ate it. Offered it to Krishna and ate it raw with relish. He he's not an ordinary person. <laughs> He, 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 and so many other things, uh, anecdotes about it. So he was overtly, his life was overtly such that he would be construed to be a sadhu, whereas Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsip Bhakti Vinod had this worldly orientation to begin with, and they were doing something with the tradition that Abhijee Maharaj was not in the same way doing. He was doing it because he gave the world Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsip for initiating him. Mm-hmm. But it's difficult to understand the activities of a Vaishnava.
2: Hmm. It
1: may overtly look to be spiritual. they may look otherwise. What's the motive behind his or her uh, actions? That what's in, What makes their heart beat? Hmm. That has to be determined. After all, Guloka is very worldly. Everyone's attached to their families, their cows, their place. They don't want to go anywhere else. Our, our end result doesn't look like renunciation, doesn't look like Shiva in meditation. <laughs> so, to move in the world, but not be of the world. Krishna Leela, so, it's human-like. So, you know, so Bhakti, you know, Bhakti, so Bhakti he took initiation from Gorakshadows Bhavaji He said at the time, he began to wear green colored cloth, and he was, he, he was an author, so he would write in, with green ink. And I don't know how he came to this conclusion, but his conclusion was that vipralamba, which, which is a form of separation in Madhurya Rasa, separation between Radha and Krishna, vipralamba, is green in color. So different emotions have different colors. Like Krishna's color is Sham, that's the color of romantic love, according to Indian aesthetics. and uh, Um, so just like we have hot colors cold colors uh, so So, I've never seen it anywhere written but this was his idea that the color of the Peralamba was green and he very much uh, entered into his service to Gorkasher Das Babaji Maharaj and his pursuit of his ideal through a verse that, was, that he heard sung perhaps for the first time by, Gork- by, by Gorkshara's Babaji Maharaj. A verse that was composed by raghunath Das Goswami. It's a very extreme verse. In this verse he says, Who cares for Krishna? I don't like him. Hmm? Even Vrindavan I have no interest in. Hmm? If we're qualifying. <laughs> Uh, phrase, if I can't get the service of Radharani, These things have no meaning for me. Krishna has no meaning for me. If I can't get the service of Radha. It's a famous verse of Radha Mottasko's Marsh knows it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he heard Gaurakashara's sing, and sing this. And this verse is, he just focused on this one verse. He identified with that. Therefore he described Gaurakashara mo and he emphasized this. this is, of course, Vipralambha means the separation through which union will come about, which makes the heart grow fonder, which uh, ornaments the, the union. Mm. So we'll pass through separation to add union. It's a long course in and of itself the nature of Vipur Seva, but this was his that resonated with him. He took that immediately and it came to his heart. Babaji Babajimarsh gave him the name um, um was it Vishvana? Das so handmaiden of of Radharani. This was his ideal. Mm-hmm. The main highest ideal of Goli Vaishnavism to become the handmaiden of Radha. It's a very it's a very wise mathematical calculation. Mm-hmm. But if you want to please Krishna, <clears throat> there's this roundabout way to do that. Because no one can please Krishna like Radha. So let me attach myself to being a servant of Radha. Mm-hmm. In that way I'll please Krishna the most. It is about pleasing Krishna. It's an interesting calculation. So anyway, this is the highest ideal. He embraced this and conceived in himself as Nayanamani money internally. Um, an insight arrived at that group through Naam Kirtan. He said, Gorokshardas Babji, Marsh told him that your sarup in the Leela will be found in the syllables of the Hare Krishna mantra. So he had a strong emphasis on Kirtan, and the dynamic idea of Kirtan, for that matter, by which it could spread far and wide uh, through, for example, the publication of literature. And so he incorporated these modern instruments of publishing, as you, as you all know. Uh, he rode in a motor car. Uh, sometimes he wore patent leather shoes, which was cool, I guess, at the time, for the, amongst the British. And uh, there's a famous letter from a British lady who met him and wrote back to her constituents in Britain and said, and I met this sadhu. And he's different. He's different. He uses an English toilet. She didn't say it, but she meant and he wears patent leather shoes. This is one worth listening to. So these were things, these were devices. This is ways in which he sought to to integrate with uh, other cultures hmm? in, in ways that it would not in, in, in impede uh, obscure his bhakti but facilitate its, its dissemination hmm? and his ideas about this were very very uh, radical hmm? at one time for example he said I was prepared to invite uh, British, German other European Dignitaries for a religious discussion in Mayapur, at the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and if need be, in order to get them to come, we will serve meat. If they if they think, well, I'm not going to go there, so just just to, just to have the opportunity to share this with them. So, he, so when he heard this, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, he's like, like what? Prop of my. Guru, so also, he heard that he didn't hear it personally, I don't think, but he heard of it. They were they were shocked, and Bucky about to notice the shock on some of his disciples, and he said, "I'm prepared." What did he say? "I'm prepared to go to hell or something like to spread, Chaitanya on mission, shed every ounce of blood." I mean, this was a very uh, committed committed person, mm-hmm. and he was um, um, very powerful. And stout in his, in his moral character, which was in question amongst sadhus, so called sadhus of Bodhi Vaishnavism, who were interested in paraki abhav, romantic uh, interludes with uh, rendezvous with Krishna in, in, in the Leela, but were having rendezvous with. Uh, ladies of this world at, at the same time uh, Gordi Rashtin is this very high so there's a tendency to to talk about the higher things and at the cost of tending to what we need to attend to at the moment you have good moral character uh, Sh- Sharanagati your Shraddha and so on and so forth we have to know where to go we have to know where we are focus where we are and touch where we go where we want to go you want to go to India, that's fine. But you, know, you have to have a ticket. You have to have a passport. If you don't have a ticket and a passport and you don't have a job and you want to go to India and you say, Swami, how do I go to India? I say, get a job. What do you mean get a job? I want to go to India. Yeah, get a job. Sounds like you're, you're giving them the wrong answer. But those you have your the money, then you, a, then you can get a ticket and you're going to get a job. Visa and passport. If you want to grow, you want to, make, if you want to grow a mango, I said, fine, come. I'll give you. One. I'll give you. If you want to grow, I'll give you a tree here. The guy's eating a mango already. Right? It's soft and delicious, sweet. I'm hmm? not this dried up, brown, oval-shaped thing. See, here's your mango. What are you talking about? It's like, no, put it in the put it in the ground. In the ground. I want to eat it. And you tell me to put it in the ground. Keep it there. Water it for years do the work, then a mango will come. Then can eat it. Right. So he was focused on that kind of instruction, if you will, with regard to how to attain the highest ideal. And appropriately so, given the given the, the climate of the times and so on and so forth. And his mission was successful. Very successful. One measure of the success was that young men and women who were college educated were joining him and they were leaving Gandhi's movement to do so you cannot imagine how captivating was Gandhi's idea of, of Swaraj liberation from the British the whole of the youth of India was caught up in this to draw them out from that what power that took Mm -hmm. Prabhupada himself confessed. He drew me away from that. Sri also confessed. Mm -hmm. They were educated persons mm -hmm, going to the British schools and so forth. Otherwise, that was not who was coming within the fold of Gaudi Vaishnavism amongst the the young generation. Mm -hmm. They were moving in a different direction. And Brakstantra was able to take them in the direction of Gaudi Vaishnavism with his example mm -hmm, and the way he spoke about Godia Vaishnavism, the way he uh, applied the essence, the way he was, if you will, out of the box, and the way he uh, exposed mm, his representation, the way he had no tolerance for um, uh, hypocrisy, mm, which was uh, a uh, fair amount within the Godia uh, community. Mm. So this went on uh, at, for years. He began initiating disciples in the presence of Gorka Shodas Babaji and Bhaktivinoda Thakur a few years before each of them passed away. He initiated his first disciples in Mayapur. At that time, he changed from green cloth to white. And he was living in Mayapur um, overseeing the place of Chaitanya Mabu's birth which had been envisioned by Bhaktivinoda. That's a whole long story. Itself, and when they passed away, he was very uh, forlorn and um, and a little bit lost as to how to proceed. But I made the point he was initiating disciples in their presence. So if you want to complain about his initiating, you have to take it up with Bhakti, Vinod. you as you take it up with Karkashura. Don't come and praise Karkashura and Bhakti, you know. And criticize Bhakti. That's like half him philosophy. Man had a chicken, realized that this chicken lays eggs and I sell the eggs, I make money. Those eggs come out of a hole in the bottom of the chicken, but there's a hole on the top of the chicken. I have to put money in, in the form of food. So why should I spend the money here? I'll cut off his head. Mm -hmm. This is a half hand philosophy. Then you have no eggs. So don't, don't, don't glorify Bhakti Manoj and go for sure. And at the same time, criticize, so ourselves. Which some people did because, again, he was pushing buttons. And I was uh, in, in Prabhupada's mission. I was uh, did a lot of uh, outreach to people and so forth. And, and sometimes uh, I caused a disturbance with people. I mean, I disturbed people because they did not want to sell books in that place. I went there anyway. You know, complaining these kind of things. So some of my governors complained to Prabhupada that you know sometimes people, he's causing disturbance. And Prabhupada said, yeah, yeah, "If you don't disturb, you're not preaching." <laughs> so he always protected me. I was only doing it because, I, because he, he wanted it. So, so, so yeah, he disturbed many people. Siddhanta the Banashram community, the Brahma community disturbed them. Mm-hmm. Many religious. So after his passing, some of them, I say, came out underneath the rocks they had hidden under in his presence when he was moving in the world and had opened 60-some law service in India, I think 60 or something. He had one in Burma, one in Germany, one in Britain, and he was just getting going, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, huge, huge campaign and educated people joining. Mm-hmm. He started his own monastic order thinking outside of the box mm. um, he took sannyas changed the color of his cloth he took sannyas from a picture of you say, well, what kind? what's that how can he take sannyas from a picture, you know, this guy is fide. Mm. let me tell you something about that you don't have to ask anybody to renounce the world <laughs> you don't need permission to renounce the world, you've already been ordered to do so mm. you've already been told that's what you should do you don't need anybody's permission to renounce the world. You look at the person of Bhakti Siddhanta. He was already a sannyasi in terms of what are the qualities of such a person? What is the character of the person? What's required of, uh, he was a celibate from, uh, through his whole, uh, adolescence and childhood. Hmm. By this time, he was probably in his thirties. Hmm. He, 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 he didn't even need to, but he officially Sat before the picture of Guru ba- Kishor and, and drew his, his, his blessings for that. And then he created his own Sannyas mantra, he gave it to his own Sannyas disciples, and created a monastic order of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. For like like the British had uh, missionaries going here and there, he thought we'll send our missionaries out to their to their land and so forth. And we'll dress them like this because in India the white cloth, most everybody wears white cloth. But the sapphire was stand out, so like wearing a uniform. So these were the kind of some of the out-of-the-box type of things that he he did, if you will, which were questionable from the community, but which spawned a large community today that we that we know the international community of, of Gaudi Vaishnavism. And, um, uh, and so we come to the end in and is and passing. I think left the world in Kuri.
2: Kukata.
1: Oh, it was in Calcutta. Mm-hmm. They took him from okay, he became still in Kuri. They took him to Calcutta. And um uh, at the, just prior to his passing he asked that the, the prayer of Narutam glorifying Rupa Munjari, which is the ideal that he followed in, in the Leela Visan. He, he asked Pujapan Shiddamars to sing that song. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe it was at midnight. The you world, know, the clock stopped everywhere. We believe it; the clocks all stopped.
2: Morning, five.
1: Eight. Five. Probably five a.m. They stopped. Yes. Okay. Maybe at midnight they sang. So. so, so it stopped. And and then, of course, they had to take him from Calcutta to Mayapur. And this is uh, this is a very touching scene because they took him by the train, and word spread throughout West Bengal that the great he was called Siddhanta Saraswati. And Bhakti Minalgupte said once he became initiated by Bhakti by Kishore, he said your title besides the name that's been given to you by Bhakti by Kishore, should be Bhakti Siddhanta. Saraswati. So that became his Samyas name. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. So word began to ripple through Bengal like wildfire. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati the leader of the Golia Whether they liked him, common people I'm talking about, householders, not some religious person who had opened a temple to fill his belly and had a complaint, but general people. Whether they followed him or not, they knew. This person as a serious person. This person is a, is a sadhu of different caliber and character, altogether. Mm. And he's left the world, and they all came, one train station after another, after another the stops. People in throngs came to pay respect to the great bhakti-siddhanta and they didn't even know what he had done. Mm. That he would have grandchildren, great-grandchildren, all they would come. Mm-hmm. I was able to do and fulfill the prophecy of Dr. Lunatakur, which said, There will come a time when people from America and Britain and other places will all come from all over the world in Mayapur and chant Jay Sajinandam, Jay I was I was there for that. Mm. And the Bengali household would come out on the street. And a lady would make sweets and make an offering to the same kirtan as we came down the streets. Offered to the kirtan, lay down, hmm? husband standing, had hands folded, and we proceeded down one street which became known as Bhakti Siddhanta Marg, the road of Bhakti Siddhanta, hmm? chanting Jai Sachinandam, Jai Sachinandam, Jai from Europe, America, Latin America, all over the world. Hmm? And, and this was occurring after his passing, The people didn't even know. What he had done at that time was enough to bring everybody, with hand, hand woman and child out of their home. We're reminded of Sanatana Goswami. When Sanatana Goswami left the world, he was called Munda Baba because he always shaved his head. Kept his head shaved. So when Munda Baba left the world, he used to travel throughout the Braj and people would come. Villagers would come. Children would come and hold his hand. And they would ask him even worldly advice, ask him to weigh in on disputes that they were having with neighbors, and so whatever he said. He was the father of everybody in her When he passed from the world, every man, woman, and child shaved their head in brush. And now they bhakti What did Jiva say in the Sandarvas? Sandarva, sandarva after Sandarva after Sandarva after Sandarva. And I pay my respects to you, and Sandartan. They were famous in Mathura. Not just anywhere, but as devotees in the place. The Mathura Mangal, the Vrindavan, they were famous as devotees. These are the kind of devotees we follow. And Bhakti Siddhanta Marg is the way into Mayapur. And it came to pass, in due course, that the road from Delhi, the branch off into Vrindavan, became named Bhakti Vedanta Marg. To Margaret The way to Vrindavan mm. is through the Bhaktivinoda Parivara. Mm. You're all fortunate members of this, or, or well wishers, friends of this lineage. It's very glorious. You should never think otherwise. Mm. Participant सरस्वती का प्रभाव की जाए भामाहमुच्चती थी की जाए की जाए सी पंचचतुर्थी जाए सी सी रालुगुरुंद की Jai, रालुगुरुंद मोहन की ki रालुगुरुंद नाथ की जाए सी सी दालजी गोपाल की और भक्त की
0: Anand to ko Kodivas Nabunda <laughs>